This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very excited for today's show, and I'm sure that many of my listeners will be able to relate to today's conversation. It's no secret that perimenopause can change a woman's life and not always for the better. It can cause symptoms like irritability, poor sleep, hot flashes, and of course, the dreaded weight gain. But my guests this week are going to help us sort all that out. So today I welcome Kristen and Maria to the show. They help women 40 plus who want to thrive in midlife raise your hand or send me a dm if you want to thrive in midlife too so kristen maria thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having us so yeah great to be here oh it's my pleasure and i'm so excited to talk about this because it really is a big topic among women uh, of my age group so i am in my 40s uh, but if both of you could let listeners know a little bit about yourselves and what brought you on this path to helping women Sure. Uh, okay, so Maria here, and um, when I was in my early to mid-40s, I was having some symptoms that seemed like they just came out of the blue, and then I sought help from a world-renowned doctor in New York City, and he wanted to put me on a ton of supplements and bioidentical hormones and drugs and massive amounts of just things, and I wasn't really given the support to understand this phase of life, and I'm not necessarily against all of the interventions he wanted to use, but kind of like knew that there had to be a better way to go about it than all of the stuff he wanted to throw at me, and at that point, it was at that point that I decided to go back to school and learn everything that I could about this phase of life. That's what brought me in. That's amazing. And Kristen? Kristen? Yeah, so I was um, I was living outside of Boston in my 40s, and um, I think my actually transition with hormonal decline started probably in my late 30s. I was a super highly competitive athlete. Um, I was probably not doing my body many favors, and I was definitely subscribing to a couple, you know, bad notions, which was uh, eat low fat and this whole kind of calories in, calories out, earn your calories model, and. Um, I just, my health started to decline in a variety of ways and I couldn't figure out what was going on and, you know, I thought I lived so healthy, this shouldn't be happening to me and I ended up going to my conventional doctor in Boston, which, you know, is a wonderful mecca for amazing medicine, but it's very, you know, not holistically driven and this doctor just kept saying to me, there's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong with you and I think I ended up going in about six times over four months and and asking for blood tests and all sorts of things. And I had a little bit different experience, Maria. My doctor refused to test me, refused to even consider that I had anything wrong and just pretty much told me, suck it up, this is midlife, um, and go about my business. And between that being a less than acceptable solution and then also having some um, personal family that was ill, I started digging into sort of the role of nutrition um, and ultimately, like Maria, um, at the encouragement of my husband, he said, you got to go back to school and, and do something with this because you're able to change your life and you're changing our lives, but um, people need to know more about this because they're not being served. And then ultimately, uh, you know, connected the dots with the hormonal piece and my age, and that's how Maria and I came together. That's amazing. And you know what? There is so much controversy and so many different ways of approaching it. And many women are made to feel like, oh, well, just suck it up. It's midlife. But the reality is 
every woman will experience peni- perimenopause and then menopause and then yep. menopause this is inevitable but you amazing ladies challenge the belief that feeling less than optimal at this time is normal like you challenge this belief so how do you do that and how do we get all women to know this well we we like to point out the things that we feel are super important for feeling well at this age. And unfortunately, a lot of women have brought into victims and things that are, you know, really perhaps more appropriate for women in their 20s and 30s. And, you know, that's that's sort of like the dominant voice out there in the blogosphere and social media and Instagram. And so now you've got like late 40s, 50s, even early 60s women thinking that they need to do things like go plant-based and, you know, um, hit orange theory three times a week and, uh, you know, perhaps cut their calories, things like that. And so that's some of the first things we do is we start with the unlearning to get their attention around, you know, what's really going to serve them in this period of life because, quite frankly, it's, uh, it's, it's different or doesn't like to say maybe it's not so much, not so different. However, um, what it is is your body is your body is different. So, so whereas we believe that the type of what we recommend is good for all people, um, it becomes that much more important for midlife women. Right. That makes so much sense. And you're right. It is just a natural transition in our lives. Um, but it doesn't have to be unbearable. You just need to have strategy in place. Now, a big concern for all women approaching midlife is the idea of gaining weight. Why is this so common? Why does it happen so commonly? Yeah, I, you know, what women don't understand, and I think this is a part just kind of add on to what Maria was saying is that Um, women, especially of our age and generation, we weren't educated very well about our cycle. And so women are coming into this phase of life um, somewhat ignorant about the role of hormones beyond just their reproductive capacity and and what their sort of rhythm and distribution was in the body. And as that relates to gaining weight is that as estrogen is declining, which is a natural, normal function, our bodies are not failing us, they're just doing their biological thing, Um, estrogen directs the body sort of where to store weight um, and it also directs the body how to be sensitive to uh, carbohydrates and insulin and so as it declines we start to lose that connection with the body and we start to see weight shift from our thighs up to our belly Um, we start to become more and more insulin resistant and this is where women start to feel the goalposts changed on them because many they haven't changed anything in their diet, but all of a sudden their body's drastically changing the way it responds to their diet. So that piece of, you know, the hormonal interplay and sort of how your body's responding to the exercise you're undertaking, the food you're eating, et cetera, that's changing. And that's why we want women to realize they do have to change their approach um, to those things because it's going to result in weight gain in areas they don't want if they don't. That's really important is that as our bodies change, we have to accommodate. And that's a really common conversation, even in my own practice, is that it's like it's like, an you know, if you're trying to try a new sport or activity, you kind of have to graduate into it. And as your body changes, your body needs to accommodate that. 
So I really relate with your mission to see midlife or menopause as a gift and not a time to focus on challenges that may arise. So as I said before, if we have a strategy in place, this time in our lives can be a time to flourish. So if we wanted to, you know, use your services and talk to you, how do you help women live out their legacy through midlife? So one of the most telling things we're going to do together if you work with us is we're going to do a three-day food and mood journal. Kristen and I don't like constant tracking of food. We think it can create some disordered behaviors and and it's cumbersome after a while. But one of the things we rely heavily on is a three-day food and mood journal so we can see what you're eating and how it's affecting your mood, which is a big thing also as we age. Um, we do employ some testing. Our basics are a very comprehensive hormone test and a microbiome test and that helps us to guide your protocol. Um, we, and the tests actually help us to guide, like, well, we all know exercise is a healthy lifestyle, not to lose weight, but just for mental health and, um, yeah. So th- those are some things that we're going to do. And so while on your program, should we expect that we won't have, we won't experience any symptoms of perimenopause? I just like to help women understand that you are going to experience some symptoms, but you should you expect to experience none? How should we expect to feel? You know, I think that really depends on sort of what the metabolic health is of the woman coming into the program. And that's why we try and talk to ladies, even into their 30s, is just to say, look, your experience with perimenopause is going to be variable. It's not going to be like your girlfriend next door or your, you know, uh, whatever, neighbor down the street. It's really going to depend on sort of what lifestyle and diet foundations you've already dialed in. And then, you know, we can work with that. I mean, we, you know, every woman is going to experience perimenopause in some way, whether she feels it or doesn't feel it. And that's another piece of our work is we try and educate women to say, look, even if you came in and you're saying, I'm menopausal and I, don't, I never had a hot flash, you know, and you think, oh, I'm so metabolically healthy. What you don't know that's happening in the background is your bones are stopping, they're remodeling. You know, your cardiovascular disease risk is just by the nature of aging and the lower hormones going up, et cetera. So we try and really actually remove the focus off of symptoms because this is about, you know, making sure that you're addressing the functional declines that are happening with your biology because of both age and declining hormones, we have certain levers that we can pull to optimize those things, and that's going to be diet, nutrition, gut health, mindset. We talk a lot about mindset, um, but you know the other pieces may be targeted uh, nutraceutical supplementation. It may be restoring hormones. You know, it, it definitely varies for each woman, but working with us, you know, you're with us for six months. Um, Our kind of learning portion is about eight weeks. There's a lot of fundamental change that happens during that time. And how a woman experiences it, again, is really going to depend on what health she was in when she started. When we come back, why (laughs) your hormone replacement therapy may not be working for you and why. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region.
You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Kristen and Maria were sharing with us all the amazing tips and information women need to get through midlife feeling nothing but optimal. But I thought in this next session, we'd focus on the process because it is that. It's a process. So working with both of you sounds like it would be fun and it will also give us results. So let's talk about lab tests because I know that you guys are, you know, big on lab tests when they're necessary. And I feel like women should understand why you would be uh, asking them to do some lab work. Certainly. So um, we do test hormones now for women that are uh, that are still menstruating. What we want to see is that they have more progesterone than estrogen. But for women that are not menstruating, believe it or not, it's still valuable to test hormones. And for women that are, say, menopausal, it's still valuable to test hormones because the tests that we use, we're not just looking at static levels of hormones. We're actually looking at what the body does with those hormones. So we call that a metabolism of hormones. So that's a super helpful test. And then the GI map. So another thing that um, most people don't realize is like your gut actually ages just like any other organ. And, you know, it's a little bit easier to become dysbiotic, to have, you know, more bad bacteria than good or just levels out of, out of range. And so we do that. And also the gut can decline in the presence of low estrogen. And a lot of the women that we work with have low estrogen levels. So those tests are really helpful for us to, you know, they, they help us clinically. And believe it or not, they, they really, we tend to get buy-in from women when they, when they see data and when we can explain that data and how it, how it can affect them. And I, I wasn't aware that, you know, you, like uh, your gut actually declines as the rest of you does. And so what would be some of the symptoms of lower estrogen in women? Sure, as relates to the gut or just overall? Just overall, because I feel like it's all connected and we all know that like health begins in the gut. But just overall, like I think that's a really important point for women to know, like what would be some signs of symptoms that your estrogen is, is dropping? So sure, hot flashes, uh, vaginal dryness, dry eyes. Um, another thing so many women don't realize is their frozen shoulder, their achy joints. Um, sleep disruptions for sure. We, we, you know, progesterone, we need to fall asleep. Estrogen, we need to stay asleep. Um, mood issues. Um, Kristen, want to add a few? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, anxiety, as Marie said, mood issues are a huge one. Um, you know, women start to see changes in kind of anxiety if they never had it before or an increase if they uh, struggled with that in the past. Um, another thing is digestion really gets off. You know, estrogen is needed to sort of prime the parietal cells of the gut to create the gastric chemicals that we need to break down our food. And when estrogen's low, we just don't have that good chemical breakdown happening. And so women are going to be bloated more often, um, you know, maybe have a little bit of heartburn. Um, they, their bowels change frequently. Usually we see, I mean, we see both ends of the spectrum, but I would say more often than not, we see constipation more frequently with low estrogen. And the unfortunate thing with that is we can have an enzyme in the gut or in the uh, stool that sort of unpacks our estrogen and allows it to recirculate when it was ready to go out as a waste product. And so women can be testing really low estrogen in their blood serum, but they may be experiencing more erratic high estrogen because they're constipated and that waste product is sort of unpacking, um, you know, 
sort of uh, intense estrogen and letting it recirculate in the body. So there's all sorts of things that women don't, you know, connect with their estrogen um, as being the trigger because unfortunately we're sort of primed to think of estrogen and progesterone as reproductive, you know, uh, functions and that's about it. And, you know, there are estrogen and progesterone receptors in the heart, in the brain, in the bones, in the gut, everywhere. Um, and so as this sort of change happens in midlife, you know, women start chasing the wrong rabbit. Um, and oftentimes if we can dial in the diet and lifestyle, but really support their hormones, they see a drastic improvement. And so like hormone replacement, it's a game changer. So for, for so many women, but sometimes it doesn't work as we expect it to. So what would be some of the reasons why this it wouldn't work? Well, that would be all the things that we support women on. So their gut health is off, like Kristen just mentioned. They're not able to excrete estrogen like we would expect. Um, it could be that their 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 food is off and they're just inflamed. So basically it just, it comes down to the lifestyle habits, the food that they have, they're not sleeping, it's just causing inflammation. And so, you know, the, the, the hormone therapy just doesn't have at the intended effect that it should. There are some supplements that can interfere, but we're really a little bit more concerned about the lifestyle piece. So let's say a, a client came to you and they were on the hormone replacement therapy and it wasn't working. So you would backtrack and then decide what part, if it was a lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, what area is affecting the hormone replacement therapy? Absolutely. And then, you know, there are, and again, probably beyond the scope of the show, but there are some formulations of hormone therapy that work better than others, and then there are some formulations that work better, you know, that there's that bio-individuality aspect, so while one woman might be able to, you know, do just fine with, say, a transdermal, another woman might need something else. Uh, so, yes, we absolutely just unpack all of those things and figure out, like, how can we get this to work better for you before, you know, you abandon it and say, this is not working for me, because that's really not the case. Uh, for most women, if they get their lifestyle dialed in and they're on the right regimen, it can work marvelously for them. And so, yeah, and I think, you know, what Maria just pointed out was there isn't just one hormone replacement therapy, right? And, you know, too many women, they form an opinion based on their experience, but their experience is completely defined by the bias of the physician that they're seeing. So what we try and do is educate women on there's this huge gamut and spectrum of different delivery options and dosing strategies and, um, you know, types of hormones that can be used to create the more nuanced hormone replacement plan that works for them. And that's another piece of it is just making sure that women understand what if something's not working, it might just be the wrong type for them, in addition to obviously addressing all the other diet and lifestyle, gut health, inflammation, you know, insulin resistance, metabolic markers, et cetera. But, you know, it, there isn't just one type of hormone replacement. And that's another piece that we try and really teach women about. And that's a really very valid point. And so listening to all this, so if I was a first-time person who didn't know a lot about, you know, my hormones and how they affected me, I would be completely inundated. And I would think, oh, my gosh, I'm inflamed. My gut's not working. So is this where a proper mindset is needed to succeed in, in the program or any program? 
Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, getting women to step back and um, I think there's kind of a panic that sets in, right, at midlife. It's like, oh, my gosh, everything's changing and I don't have control over it. And, you know, we women, we tend to self-isolate. We lose community a little bit. We're not talking with one another about dry vaginas and things, right? And so, you know, the mindset starts to become an internal narrative and we really try and work to, to change that and say there is a place of empowerment that you can get to here. There is a way for you to be the master of this experience. It's just going to take some knowledge. And, you know, we walk women through this very delicately so that they feel like, okay, they've got a foundational understanding of their cycle and their hormones. They understand how those changes occur and what's happening in their 40s. And then they understand how those changes sort of translate into changes in their diet and their sleep and their movement. And then they look at, okay, what are the levers that I have to pull? And, you know, by the end of it, we like to say women are in complete full agency of their health by the time they get done. But it does take a willingness to come to us and our work um, with a growth mindset. Because when women come in with a fixed mindset of this is the way it is, you know, I watched my mother become this unhappy martyr and have this miserable experience, and now I'm at that place. That's not going to be a healthy place from which they can grow. And so, you know, we do kind of in the very beginning work on shifting that mindset and saying, you've been underserved, you're somewhat, you know, misinformed or uninformed, let's get you everything that you need to know to understand how to do these things, and then you know, we'll walk along this journey with you. But as Maria likes to say frequently, we can't want it for a woman more than she wants it for herself. So that mind piece part is really important from the get-go. And I, that, you know, that is kind of key to everything. And I, you're right. Women, um, you know, we've been taught to believe that, you know, you turn 50 and that's it. Your life is over and you just kind of have to sit around and wait for it to end and be boring. But it definitely doesn't have to be like that. Now, you guys have been doing this for a number of years and I'm sure that you have maybe a success story that you want to share. Um, do you have any, but any story in mind that you can just kind of tell us about? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I feel like I, I'm struggling to think we've worked with hundreds of women. I feel like I should have something at the tip of my tongue. Um, but honestly, it's really just the everyday stories of women who, who come to us and they find out, you know, that they can lose some weight and they can go on hormone therapy and they can be happier. Um, so I feel like I'm just telling you an amalgamation of the women that we work with. Mm -hmm. um, but women, usually, they, like Kristen said, they feel like they've been ignored and they feel like they've been ignored from usually the medical community, but also just, you know, their, their health needs have... Um, just not been addressed as a society as a whole and they just feel very supported when they come to us so we do have women lose weight although we're not a weight loss program um, we do have women you know we get women all the time on hormone replacement therapy because we have a wonderful you know list of doctors that we can refer to we don't do that ourselves um, we get women to be hopeful about their future and I, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I just can't really give you a specific no, person I, at the moment. I, honestly, I think no, that's I think, exactly. I think, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Maria did a great job. I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is we, 
because there was one sort of phrase that we hear more and more that honestly just, you know, lets us sort of land our pillow, our head on a soft pillow at night and be really happy with what we do is that we hear you gave me some hope. And we hear that across the entire, you know, spectrum of age range. We've got women in their 70s who work with us. They were well outside their kind of menopause window in terms of being able to start hormone replacement therapy without uh, too much concern, or maybe they had a breast cancer history, or, um, you know, they just sort of decided that this is where their life was headed because they were in their 60s and 70s. And then we've got women who maybe had uh, premature menopause because of, uh, you know, a surgery or uh, an autoimmune disorder. And then we have women in their 40s who are just sort of like, I heard this thing is coming. I'm not quite sure you know, how I feel about it, it just doesn't matter. Every single one of them from their 30s to their 70s says, you gave me hope. And that's the biggest thing is we want women to understand it's not just sort of reframing this next chapter as being a good one. It literally can be your best one. And Maria and I feel like we're living proof of that. So we want every woman to feel that same way. And I love that you said that, and I'm going to repeat it. So you can feel great. You can get through midlife, you know, with a lot more ease and you can feel really good. And yes, you can lose the weight. And I feel like you guys are doing such an amazing job about spreading it. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. So if listeners want to learn more about you, um, how can they do that? And where can they find you? We're pretty active on Instagram, so if they just type wise and well in the search bar, we should come right up and you'll see a picture of both of us. And then our website is wiseandwell.me, and I'm going to let Kristen tell you about the last thing that we have. Yeah, so, um, you know, we recognize people really like to have the feeling of community, and they also like when, you know, we can share more information than just 2,000 characters on Instagram. So. Um, we have a platform in a uh, um, product called Mighty Networks. Um, you know, I would say think of it as what people used to use Facebook groups for, but we just found that with the events of the past couple of years, um, we wanted a space where there wasn't, you know, friend requests and news feeds and people popping up and commenting that weren't, you know, part of your circle. And so it's a, it's a closed channel, but it's open to the public, I should say, and free, but it's the only thing you see when you're in Mighty Networks is just our channel. You can switch to other ones if you want. But in there, you know, we let women ask us questions for more resources. We try and post more sort of meaty research-based um, information than what we can tease out on Instagram and just sort of create a place where women can see they're not alone. There's nothing to be ashamed of here. This is just, it's going to happen to everyone. Um, and so you know, let's put everyone on an even playing field where they can feel amazing and, you know, smile as they march into their 50s. I love it. And, you know, your website is an amazing resource. I actually have signed up for your newsletters and your updates, and I get them all the time. They are so helpful, so I just wanted to say that. Um, if anybody wants to find me, you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. If you miss any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you so much for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.